This media is controlled by students. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Coppell High School and or the Coppell Independent School District. Hey guys, welcome back to That Engineering Podcast, the podcast where we discuss developing topics in STEM fields. I'm your host, Alex. I'm Travis. And I'm Paula. Today's topic is, how are holograms revolutionizing the world that we live in today? Well, to start off, I just kind of wanted to give a short little definition. And holography holography is a photographic technique that records the light scattered from an object and then presents it in, in 3D. It appears in a varied form over the years, including transmission holograms, which allow light to be shined through them and the image to be viewed from the other side, and rainbow holograms, like those used on credit cards and driver's license for increased security. So it's like rainbow holograms are where like it's two images laid on top of each other, so when you move it, it looks like it's moving or in 3D. I like the second one a bit more, because I feel like a lot of the, you know, because I know eventually we'll go up to where we're talking about, you know, the holograms and that we see in Star Wars and such. And I've, I've always think that virtual reality is kind of taking the place of a lot of these that can be, you know, generated, especially with it spreading like things like, you know, even though it's a bit old, Google Glasses and such taking over and just other things like that. And as they get cheaper, I'm pretty sure that might, you know, assume a lot of it because why project something into a room when you can you know, give someone a pair of glasses and they'll be able to see it along with the entire room. Yeah, but it just reduces the amount of time needed to, like, inter- interface with it. So, like, with military mapping, uh, the current, like, people are developing over 1,300 3D holographic maps of battle spaces for the U.S. Army, which will allow soldiers, like, if you've seen a sci-fi movie or anything, they have, like, a 3D, like, table or a map that comes out of the, the ground and is able to display in real time, the battlefield. So it would be one way for us to essentially increase our military strength. What do you? Got, what's your take on that? Well, I, th- I think that could be achieved with both systems. It's just that, you know, one, you're using a room and a bunch of equipment to project it, and another one would be just enough for a pair of goggles or glasses, and I'm just saying in bulk, I think that would be more the future as much as both are cool. Of course, I'm more talking about, as long as we're talking about projections, for the just imaging on top of imaging, like they already use with credit cards and stuff for secure, security, is obviously a bit cheaper than both. So so what I think you're trying to say here is that, like, do you think like in the future that um, this type of technology will become like, like, will be seen more and more in like everyday use, you know, like people will be able to use them? Like, just regular people? I am more doubtful as much as I want it to happen. Oh, I see. I think it's going to be like, you know, when the 1980s, when they thought we were all going to have personal helicopters and stuff. Or it just kind of takes off in another direction. Right. Yeah, probably holograms are probably going to be more for corporations or military or government way before it gets into the private sector. Yeah, I would have well, to, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Like microwaves. Yeah, refrigerators used to just be in huge restaurants, and now you have mini fridges in college dorms. So it's like if the technology is able to be used on a smaller scale, it will greatly improve productivity. In addition, information storage along with military mapping as well can now generate huge amounts of data. Digital storage capacity increases and becomes cheaper Every year that we have ins- 
insatiable desire to store our data and keep it for almost a lifetime. So it's able to record data by using a holographic image that is stunningly realistic because this recording process stores all the information about the light reflected from the recorded subject. So it's essentially, it's a crystalline hard drive, essentially, that allows light to be shined in. And from there, you can read it as ones and zeros, depending on how the light is stored. So wait, is this sort of a storage system that's acting like how 3D printers work just by taking a bunch of 2D images and making the object? That's well, no, sort of it's like there's already an object. It's just that light is shined into the object in order for it to be stored. Okay, so it, it's sort of just a different method of capturing things through imaging. Yeah, basically. Like, it's it probably take up more space in the hard drive, but it'd have almost, like, not, I wouldn't say infinitely more, but it'd be exponentially more storage to be used. That's not... I don't know why I can't seem to, like, wrap my head around that. Yeah, I'm that. not picturing that very yeah, well. Yeah, I just... It seems a little complex to me. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, we can always blame the researchers. <laughs> <laughs> you right, Travis. No, I'm just kidding. I mean... Yeah, no, it's... I feel like this is all just a little new and a little fresh that it just, I don't know, I'm going to, like, we may need time before, like, it actually becomes more accessible. The, the way I'm thinking about it so far is it sounds sort of like the what we use to scan the object and turn it into a 3D printer file for the 3D printers over there. That mm -hmm. just It sort of just hits it with a laser and then stores it, and I think that's what it's trying to do. It's just that it's talking about, like, a box that it put things in. Yeah, essentially, like, it shined a beam of light with a stream of data. And then, essentially, it would reflect off of a material into a reference beam where it'd be overlaid on top of, essentially, a detector array where it would be able to be stored. So it'd be able to have now three-dimensional storage instead of just two-dimensional, like on a hard drive, which essentially quadruples, triples. I, I, but you, you get oh, what I mean. Oh, so it's, it's like, not it's, for object, it's just relaying information on multiple planes yeah it'd be like a hard drive for a computer except it'd be in three dimensions oh okay what would the benefits of well i mean be? that's three times the story yeah it, it'd be instead of just having to rely on more layers you're able to have like three different states essentially for data so you're oh. able to essentially triple quadruple the storage i forget what the number was however it is a leap in technology that allows us to essentially store petabytes almost. Of so data. is this already in prototyping, a theory, or what, what's going it's, on with this so far? It's been prototyped before. However, it's still in early developments, but it looks like a promising field. Uh, another thing we have on our research list here is about the medical benefits. A company in Scotland has been successful in using this kind of data, the one mentioned above, for 3D images and training and display. So it's... Um, uh, so they're it's like similar the to the military stuff where they're able to project, like, instead of having a map, you'd have, like, a medical thing or what? Okay, so what it's doing right now for these is saying that they're projecting the different organs and, like, images of people in the room for, like, you know, the different parts and organs to help them practice with surgery and different medical procedures before they operate with a person. Now, that one, <clears throat> this one seems a lot, like, I don't, I don't know what the word. Far-fetched? No, 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 no. Like, I like this better than the information storage one we were just talking about. You're able about to wrap more. your head around it more? Yeah, like, uh, this one I can really yeah, see a future in. Yeah. Because I remember, like, like well, I'm not going to say, like, I didn't see a future in the other one. Not, that's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, this one I see, like. Wow. No, no like, I could, like, really see, like, this, like, 
actually being implemented like everywhere because it does seem like something that can be very beneficial for those in training because surgery you know is a very tedious and it's a lot they had to go through and it's a lot of responsibility and a lot of time uh on you know whatever that they have to go through and i think that getting practice in like this will be very beneficial well i think the the main confusion that's going around the group right now is that we've we have a real broad definition because hologram like in all technical terms isn't just the sci-fi one we all want to be talking about the entire time yeah because in like current like prototyping we are able to store way more storage i think if that improves it'll actually be more beneficial i mean obviously the medical practicing is very beneficial but the information storage will have way more application well, than I medical. Know, I know. I'm not. I was trying to wrap her head around. I couldn't word it correctly. Alex, okay? I think like, she I was trying was... to say that she could wrap her head around that one easier than the other one. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's all I was trying to say. Uh, uh, look, uh-huh. let's, let's be honest. The, de- the description we have here isn't the most detailed. I mean, yeah, true. But it's, it's for general terms, so we don't have to go into that much detail. However, it is very informative, and obviously these medical techniques will – greatly improve as long as we have the right programmers and the right medical staff in order to use these. Of course, they're talking about different art structures, but just, you know, the art brings me to the fact that they can project it in a room. I'm just saying, like, especially with the rise of VR and everything, I'm pretty sure that that would be more efficient in the long run than, like, using an entire room to project it. Because, you know, you have to have materials in the air for Dusty, for especially for large-scale projections and just different things to be moving, and that's an entire room being projected when you could, you know, have a virtual space and, you know, a taken VR headset or something. That would work just quite as efficiently. I mean, yeah, I see what you mean, but I just can't wait for modern art to be just a square hologram with nothing else. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, exactly no. what I was thinking. Wouldn't you want to pay millions of dollars to put on a, an expensive headset walk to a specialized area where it can move around and admire a perfectly geometric cube? Yes. I'll design one in SolidWorks, paint it red, and then sell the file for millions of dollars. There you go. You see, this is modern art in the making. We're, we're going to be millionaires. Nah, it's future art. Oh, yeah, my bad. Futuristic art. Essentially just projecting something. I'm going to help people get away with taxes forever. Hold on. The smart board's right over there. Let me just project a cube. Bam. Instant cash. Dude, that's what my SolidWorks training was for. Okay, well, going into another topic that we have here on our list is about fraud and security. So, um, for example, take, you know, we all have our license or, like, our credit card in our pockets right now. Well, um that little small silver rectangle that you have on your card is an example of a hologram. The RFID <laughs> key or wait, what do you? Oh, the thing on the back. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you know what yeah, I, yeah. 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 And the same, like on your license, you know, if you like, you look, you you could do that. It's got the rainbow light that you were talking about earlier in the beginning of this podcast. You know, for security reasons, and I just think that's really cool stuff that's implemented right now. Now, how do you think maybe we can? further that security using holograms um i mean i can see what you're saying about how holograms do make it more secure i think that what we have now i think is as secure as we can have it for right now but we could improve the technology in order to have it like a 3d hologram show up on a dollar bill or something because i know that 100 dollar bill uses holograms in order to mm-hmm. keep security with like a strip of holographic material going down the right side i believe 
but still bothers me that it's technically a hologram. Every time I hear the word, I just want to think of the Star Wars person. It's Travis. Travis. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like me too, though. Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see that. But. I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, I kind of partially agree with that you said we are taking a lot of security measures right now but you know there's still people that you know yeah, find yeah. ways around it and you know can like print bills and stuff so maybe i don't know maybe yeah and that's it probably definitely. isn't the on priority right it, like probably not top priority right now but it probably will be improved sooner or later yeah and that's definitely in an area where i'll have to agree that holographic materials and different research into that area will be more effective than vr because putting on goggles to pay your bills probably wouldn't be the most efficient way to go about things yeah i i agree oh i said yeah because uh that's one spot where i'd have to agree because you know putting on goggles to pay your bills probably wouldn't be the most efficient system in all seriousness just you know every ounce of security we can get and just kind of you know not only with currency, but just with all of our technology in general, is a good leap from forward in general. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, how do you guys think that the holograms will evolve in the future? I mean, obviously, in the far, far future, we might be able to have just like my Star Wars a- at the snap of a finger. Yeah, a hologram. And be like, hey, help me, Obi Wan. You're it. my only hope. And like at the in the palm of your hands. And then I can just Amazon Prime order my lightsaber, and I'll save the universe. <laughs> Amazon Prime order your lightsaber. Yeah. All right. If we even ever make lightsabers, because, you know, those require a strong magnetic field. Mm-hmm. And now we're not going to get into that because that's a whole nother episode. But holograms are still cool because of Star Wars. Crap. But, yeah. I think we might have derailed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. A little that's my fault. There. But, yeah, no, uh, let's let's focus back on security. But, yeah, no. So <laughs> what are your ideas on the, just, you know, as we're going around, uh, just increasing security, like we already have the strips on the $100 bills. Do you guys think that's eventually going to transfer to other bills as currency keeps circulating? Or do you know if it might just stay on the bigger ones? And Well, as inflation rate rises, the dollar bill might turn into the $100,000 bill because you never know, man. Well, I know, but <laughs> that, that's real wage that's curve. That's a little uh, yeah, it's a, that's like, out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But well, I mean, have you looked at Venezuela's currency circulation? No. It's not that uh, far-fetched. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but currency, obviously, I mean, right now, how can you, like, secure coins and stuff like that? Like, you can't really, I know you can't really reproduce coins, but... Will we eventually need holographic security or coins, or will we even have holographic coins? I was just about to ask that. Like, imagine just pulling. Oh, I got the change. <laughs> Hold on, I got all the change in my phone. You hear like jingle jangle as you're <laughs> sifting through light. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just turn your phone over, you see a bunch of just projected images clack on the table. <laughs> it's the money transfers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think we'd go that far with <laughs> the, the one ho- way to holograms. make Bitcoin physical. Let's go. Oh my gosh, Travis! <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't see it being implemented at least not with coins because it's just coins, you know. <laughs> wow, yeah, and okay. I think they're harder to like reproduce mm-hmm. than dollar yeah, bills. Yeah, they're hundred anyway. percent harder to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because one is like pulp and the other is metal. Yeah, even so if it has a special recipe of pulp. 
I mean, yeah, it has like different security uh, like fibers and other crap. But it's like holograms. Like, do you think that holograms will eventually become like recreational, like for like a board game? Essentially, you, like place a character down, and then like there's a hologram of that character fighting another character almost. My view is that most things that start out with you know any purpose, especially like military or something else, eventually make it down recreational. I mean. Mhm. Yeah, imagine having like holographic like games that like you can play. That's what I'm saying. We already got VR. That's why I think it's gonna be ahead in the system. Well, not necessarily so VR, but well, like AR slash holograms. Like you have a board game, you have like a card with a character on it, and yeah, the other opponent has a card with a character on it or something. You place it down. The cards fight each other in like hologram battles. But we can already do that in VR. Okay, but that's VR. I'm, I'm t- we're talking about. I know. I just. Holograms. I'm just saying that. It's, I think it's going to be like one of those systems that since it's around earlier, it will probably stay ahead until you know we're gone at some point. What do you mean by we're gone? Well, I'm just. I'm what saying like mean? a what lifetime. <laughs> I'm a lifetime. We're gonna die eventually. Are eventually. we? Maybe holograms will solve the life well, crisis. I don't know, but maybe we can Whoa. talk about the previous episode, and I can achieve my goal of being a brain in a jar, and then everything's going well. What? A holographic brain in a now, jar. Now, it's when we were talking about the different, uh, you know, prosthetics and stuff, and eventually just AI, and, and then we worked our way into saying my dream was to become a brain in a jar. Mm. You know, just live forever wow. as a brain in as a jar. A oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> hey, I I just got a flashback. But do you think that holographic media will like we'll be seeing movies in holograms instead of just like seeing on the silver screen? No, I think it definitely will happen. Like you'll be able to walk around the set in like multiple angles. Yeah, I mean, we already got VR chat. It's just a step away. The VR chat isn't like a pre-recorded message. That's like you walking around in like a server. They do make animations in it, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you do that and then just have a production scale, and then all you'd be doing is transferring it to, you know, an AR system rather than a VR. I don't know how complex that would be, but it would just be making a 3D image that you'd have to project with some sort of equipment. That'd probably be pretty complex. Well, I know it'd be pretty complex, but you get the general idea that if it can be made in one, I'm pretty sure it could be made in the other, and I'm... If it's around, I'm definitely sure that holograms will become a form of entertainment. If not out of practicality, then just because of people thinking it's cool. Right. I I agree. I'd have to agree with that too, Travis. Um, I think once um, holograms start, like, getting more and more exposure into, like, you know, like the military, information storage, the medical field and everything, I feel like, yeah, it will kind of step down to like recreational use and i feel like everyone's gonna be like whoa holograms i want that and then like everybody's gonna have well, it. yeah it worked with solar i mean like exactly they're like, getting cheaper and easier of, to install yeah like when you think of holograms you're like that's cool like that's what i used to watch in like sci-fi that's movies pretty hip and now i can have something like that supply and demand baby <laughs> Okay, I didn't know this turned into an economics course, Travis. It runs the world. <laughs> Holograms run Holograms the world. Holograms run the world. They're revolutionizing the world. <laughs> okay, but... I'm still stuck on the idea of pouring Bitcoin out of your phone. <laughs> pouring Bitcoin. <laughs> Hold on, let me check my Bitcoin wallet. And it's just like banging against the table in holographic form. 
Okay, but that's like far, far, far future technology. Yeah, that's like, to the point where I don't think we care anymore. Yeah, I was about to say I don't think that's gonna ever happen. But not like with. Yeah, but I think being able to walk around in a 3D movie would be pretty fun. You know, being able to experience the entire thing. I I think they're already trying it with like virtual reality. I yeah, I know at like Cinemark they've been trying like virtual reality, not really like movies, but like stories. Must be pretty like, odd to film some of those because you have to capture it from a camera where like the person is. So it's just the entire movie being played around this big orb of lenses. I mean, it's probably just like a person in like a suit with multiple multiple lenses. Just like walking around. That probably makes more sense. <laughs> Did you think it was a stationary object and everything moved around there? Well, they definitely use those for car chases because I saw like the video of them filming them. Well, yeah, but that's a car chase, not like we're able to walk around. Yeah, it's just that a lot of them, they have the person standing still because they don't really have interactivity with a lot of the actual professional ones yet. Mm-hmm. An interactive movie in virtual reality or, you know, holograms would be really neat, though. So you mean just like a video game? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. that's basically what it is yeah. hold on an interactive movie that you can control and i can do the endings maybe they can call it doom five <laughs> doom no. <laughs> no the last doom movie was not good wait no. they had a movie yeah with the rock that's that's what? never yeah good, i thought it was yeah that's never a good idea <laughs> or not the rock just video game movies in general okay we are heading off on a big tangent so we let's reel it back in, <laughs> back to holograms. So I know how we have like physical media, like DVDs, Blu-rays. I know there was a laser disc at one point in the '90s, but that never, never took off. So like, do you do poor you think laser poor laser disc? Do you think that like holograms, like holographic discs, almost that are able to project? And store more digital, like, media. Well, well anything with more storage space is always good. I mean, well, yeah, that's kind of the statement. More storage for pretty much everything that we can do is always a positive, and I'm pretty I sure think... it will just take a big chunk of the market. I mean, like, as soon as S- SSDs could just load things faster, but now that they can store as much and still load things, they're improving at a rate that's rapidly taking over things, and if we can really just, you know, triple that, with light mm-hmm. effectively then we're we got the next part of the market you well, know well yeah i think right now too holograms are used on cds dvds and blu-rays in order to stack like digital media with lasers and able to be read by lasers at the same time so if we can just improve the holographic technology not just have like rainbow holograms and have like real holograms Well, that's about it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week when we talk about innovations in transportation technology, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 I have a quickie picky to ask you guys. (laughs) Hey, guys. So I'm going to be introducing a new segment of our podcast called The Tinker Thinker um, in order to interact with uh, our audience a little bit more. And so I'm going to ask you a question and see if you guys can answer it. So when did the development of hologram technology begin? Was it in 1862, 1962, or 1969? Leave your answers in the comments below and we will reveal the answer next episode. So stay tuned.